0: From the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are...
1: listening to live from the path, coming from the uh, pathway studios here in Johnston proper
0: that's
1: it that's where we went
0: hey there was a tornado come near my place tonight uh For hey real yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: I, I saw it was heading your direction what happened
0: it was coming right at me it dissipated before it got there i was super bummed out i had the kids in the closet and everything and yeah. i was getting ready to dump them down in the crawl space and i went out to porch to check it out and and that's then, how we do it here. Yeah, and then Ed Wilson's like, you know, it's dissipating. It's kind of, it's going to fizzle out, and they're going to cancel the warning. I'm like, come on, you know, we were ready. <laughs> bring, it, bring it. I was already outside looking for trouble, and I, and I just taken insurance off my crappiest vehicle, and I thought that's the one that's going to get hit by a tree because it thought it never leaves the property. I just use it for tooting around and whatever, and moving stuff and plowing snow. And then I just took road insurance off it last month, and I thought I see what's going to happen here. That tree's going to fall right on my truck, and that's it. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah.
1: What is it like? Five bucks a month? How cheap are you? It's twenty. What? Twenty bucks a month? Uh. That's like two grand a year. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Two hundred dollars? <laughs> not a like that at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like two hundred and forty bucks a year. Two hundred forty bucks a year? That's outrageous.
1: Uh, Seems all right, here, Here's what. Here, hey, I got great news. So two things. You guys remember I had two things I was supposed to do. Yeah. From the show from from two weeks ago, and I had two weeks to do it. Here's what I accomplished. The first one is uh, right now live is the live from the Path Complete line. Yes. Ooh, so yes. so you listen to the show and you say, I heartily disagree with this noise. You may call and leave a message so that we may enjoy the, your harassment of the program. Here we go. The number is 515 That's 515 for Can the Life of Path Complaint it? Line. Oh, uh, you cannot text to it. You have to make a
3: phone call. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, you got to call it. That in. stinks. Why
1: I, can't you text to it? it? Uh, well, actually, I mean, try to text it. Mike. see what happens. All right. i I'm on it. Okay. Anyway, that's a lie from the past. I mean, I, it it could be the the praise line, but I mean, I I, I think not. I think that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, give us a give us a buzz. The Lord has blessed me richly through your show. <laughs> uh, all right, here's how he is speaking to me. Uh, and just again, if you're driving, uh, go ahead and and, and uh, look at your phone, and you know, try to stay on the wheel. 515 517 0085. That's the uh, Live in the Path uh, complete line. <laughs> you go ahead and give it a buzz and leave it. And we, we may, we'll listen to it. Now, here's the thing. don't swear on that line, all right? Don't be using your vulgarities. Uh, or if you're going to, say it front I intend to use vulgarities. That way I don't play it live on the show and cause a bunch of problems with the internet. I have tender ears,
3: too. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: texted it, Ben. Check. See if it showed up. Okay, hold on. Hold on. It was 515
0: 517 0085. That's right. I hope so. Otherwise, I really said something <laughs> mean to a guy
1: I've never met. Some guy named Butch. <laughs> Why is his name a
2: very Butch? very
0: specific name,
1: Dan. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, no, nothing's showing up.
0: No, nah, that's too bad.
1: Okay, we'll give another minute, minute or two and see what happens. Okay. Okay, anyway, so so there, I accomplished that. Secondly, I mean, a, st- st- a twisted turn of events. So we decided at the end of the last show that we hadn't seen Boova forever. And we said, look, I don't know what's going on with Boova, but I, we ain't seen him in a long time. Uh, And we said that the people who listen to the show would like to hear from him one last time. So we're going to put together a Boova gala. Like what? A celebration? Uh, Gala. Yeah, it was like one more show where Boova would come in, and we could have we could play his greatest hits about Taco Gordito Crunch and whatever.
2: And hey man, that was awesome.
1: And then, uh, and then, <laughs> and then he could you know do whatever he's going to do in life. And then, truth be told, I didn't even tell him. I I totally forgot. Like I was I was supposed to say something about it. And then he, he the Wiseacre shows up in here anyway. Yeah, for it's, a non boova it's, it's like Gala a
3: God moment.
0: Yeah. Hi, Boova. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, pretty good.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like he never left on the show. yeah pretty good yeah. Yeah. i mean i suppose that's all the catching that we really need to do I, we're putting along so, <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> so i mean this is awkward because i mean i did not put together a gala
2: i mean no. i can be the live gala and then disappoint us just like we expected the well, you know i couldn't be more do.
0: excited for what you view to be as your greatest hits
2: <laughs> I think that gordita crunch thing is it. Remember <laughs> like th- that time I was super awesome? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm still talking about I, it. I think I think there was uh, there was one uh, in which I was titled Mister Charisma. Um, Boy, that was like six years. That ago. That was like six <laughs> years ago uh, at uh, at uh, one of the old uh, studios.
1: You have to renew that title every two years, and I'm I'm afraid you don't meet the criteria. No, that's totally
2: <laughs> fair. I, I'm not Mister Charisma anymore. Um, I think there was the uh, the super taco gordita crunch thing that lasted about all of 14 seconds. Yeah. And I would say that's about it.
1: Maybe that tops it.
2: Remember that time that Boova was uh, broadcasting from the
0: Midwest uh, Spirit Midwest Festival and said there was a 100% chance of rain because it's raining right now? Yeah, yeah. I laughed yeah, at that for that a little bit. bit. That was those were good. That was good days. That was classic. I don't remember that. Okay. I yeah. do remember that quite well. You were drinking a lot of pineapple juice back in those I days. I was being a diabetic. That was a bad deal.
2: <laughs> I made mistakes all over oh, the man. place. I was just sauced up on that pineapple Shrewd juice all head. the time. Uh,
1: so here is what we are going on the show this week. All right. So we got some advice on dear life in the path. Yeah, we do. Okay. So people need some help. Uh, we have to take a look at it, but I'm sure things have been working out fine. Uh, I did have a question for uh, this is for the room, and my question is this: is like like we talk about. We talk about a lot of things, uh, like we'll read a story or talk about something in Scripture and be like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 we should, we should do that. We should change the ways. <laughs> My question is, and then not just show specific, but in your walk with Jesus over the last, let's try to go two years or so, um, can you think of the last thing where you heard something and you thought, yeah, I should do that, and then actually did it? And actually altered your life, changed a habit, persisted in something... Where you're like, yeah, I need to do this thing. I'm starting to
0: put the
3: think on it. That's not good, Dan. No, I, I have. I can't <laughs> think of what it is. Is, there, is. There something recently I thought, hey, this is really cool. I did that. This is I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just part of me now, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, Dan he, just
1: osmosis his things. He hears he just, it, and it's instant change. It's <laughs> Uh, and I, I mean, you you may guess that is predicated on some thoughts this week when I thought, you know, <laughs> perhaps things aren't landing the way I would want them to. I'm still doing that. <laughs> I'm still. This is persisting. Or this this idea that uh, has a lot of dust on it.
0: <laughs> you know, actually, that's a solid point because it would it would almost wipe out the need for a Sunday sermon. You know what I'm saying? Because people show up every week and then then at some point, like the goal is like is is they get hit with one thing and they're like, ah, oh, man, yeah. They really convicted me of this today. That's the compliment, right? If you're getting a compliment for to a pastor, you're like, "Boy, oh, that really convicted me when you said the blah 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 blah." You know, and like, and usually you're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing its work." And instead, we should be like, "I want to show up on a Sunday and be like, you know what? Yeah, we're solid." We did all that stuff already. <laughs> yeah. We're just here to, to, to worship and praise. Things are going great.
1: Yeah, must be must be talking to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: being obedient to the
3: Lord. But no, we're looking for the guys that are like, oh, crap, still suck. Because <laughs> honestly, it's, it's kind of depressing once in a while. You think, okay, the same people that make the same decision over and over yeah. and over and over, and they've never really made the decision. They want to. yeah, Yeah, right. And I'm like, I can't help you beyond telling you
0: don't do it. I have mean, you ever have you ever had a guy come up to or lady, well it's equal opportunity, come up to you and be like, Boy, that really convicted me and you're like, Boy, that wasn't the attention at all. I'm like, that wasn't a convicting statement. It was I just thought it was like, funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, Hey, we need people to serve the coffee and people are like, Oh, conviction.
2: Shoot. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm terrible at the coffee.
2: <laughs> I need to give myself to servitude for the Lord. Oh no. Yeah.
0: No. Actually, Ben, that, that ties in a little bit of the stuff that I was thinking this week, so that's that's okay. interesting.
1: All right. And then I, I thought I had a I thought I had a uh, I thought I had a story, but I I don't think so. There's a like uh, again. I was looking through the. Uh, uh Oh wait, one unread message. Yes. Did you send me your message that says you aren't good enough for real radio? <laughs> hey man, we accept, texts we accept
2: on the text. Accept text messages. Text line.
1: <laughs> I was scared
0: to call, but now I'm going to be texting we guys need a all the time. Yeah, that's five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. You can call or text oh, that action. Man. We need a sponsor for this line. Yeah, we yeah. Do. We'll call it the uh well. We'll call it the Eisenhower text line. Don't look line. at me. <laughs> yeah.
1: We won't. He won't sponsor us. I run it, a business, we'll but I'm not sponsoring you guys. All right. This is in. Okay. Anyway. call. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Drop us a call or a text on the Eisenhower complaint line. <laughs> I don't think you'll keep, like, his full sponsorship doesn't come off well. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show no more. We're okay. good, Bob. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, 515 577-7085. Um. So anyway, I was looking at stories, and, like, they just, they were dumb. You know, You know how they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what, hold on. There was one that really stuck out. There was there's an article about twenty strange purchases made by churches, and I'm like ha 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 ha. It was like somebody bought Kool Aid and pantyhose, and I'm like, you know, I there's there's just write youth group next to eighteen of these, and I think you'll be fine. Yeah, We're exactly. solved. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And then uh, there look should Christians lift hands and worship? Pastors weigh in. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we need a roundtable for that. Yeah, yeah. Bring them in. We, we it's not enough of the world's problems. <laughs> Can I go above armpit level? Good night. I
3: just did a, a, a really, I hate to say it this way, a really cool sermon, sermon that I wasn't enthused at all about until I got into it, Hebrew words for praise. Oh, yeah. Popular thing yeah. Going around. And I thought, I learned a ton through that. I never really looked at it that deeply. A couple of them have to do with, with raising hands. One is it more with gusto. I mean, like yada, it is, it's, a, it's a gusto raising of a hand, like, I mean, it's not like, yeah, team. we're you're
2: not barely up. I mean, it's you're like, it's, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. It's, it's not you know. the weird ghost one. It's the uprights because it's, it's you got a field goal one. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just kind of interesting to me. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. That's cool. I felt convicted. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Are you going to change did. something now, Dan? <laughs> well, I haven't changed much. I, in the prayer room,
1: I can change stuff. But
3: I, I still don't. I can read all that stuff on praise. And I think, can't do it in public. I can't. I am totally inhibited by people.
1: I did so. This this happened. Uh, I want to say eighteen months ago, maybe we were singing a song in church, and I felt like, oh man, I'm I'm feeling this thing, and I must stand up, and and I stood up.
3: And, never thought Ben's got gas? And
1: nope. I mean, <laughs> a, we're in a small. I'm just a house church. I mean, it's a small environment. It's in somebody's living room, and we're all singing, and I'm I stand up. And like, I mean, nothing. Nobody reacts. Nobody responds. to anything. It was, it was super awkward. <laughs> and I sat back down, and we never spoke of it. I mean, it did not. <laughs> it did not come up. No one, no one said anything. I think it just went on its way. Like, hey, we, we, that didn't have to. Hey, happen. Hey, man, I
2: think nobody said anything to you, but I'm fairly certain people. <laughs> were still talking, talking about
1: Mike, did it come up? No,
3: I, I didn't even notice it. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, did you know the song "Good Good Father" was uh, actually originated in a house church? No, really, it's a cool story. Um, it, it, it's uh, there, there was uh a gal in the church that had been battling cancer and really struggling and was not necessarily winning. And uh, they, they, she, at the end of the service, can we just pray? And they're like, of course we can pray, you know? And, yep. And of course they're uh, of the opinion that, that God's always good all the time, good and bad, you know? And they're just praying, praying, praying. And one of the guys just felt like singing a song. And he's like, if he's fighting and it's like, I mean, it might sound inappropriate. Yeah. You know, I'm dying of cancer. Oh, you're a good father, you know? Yep. But he finally just said, I'm just going to start singing. And he started singing it. And then pretty soon everybody started singing it. And like they, sent, they sat there for an hour just singing it, uh, over and over and over again. And it became like the anthem of their their house church. Anytime people had difficulties, they would sing. I'm a how Chris Thomas' wife who got a copy of it sent it to Chris, and she's like, "You have got to hear this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Got home was like, "Oh no, I never." Heard it. He heard it, and he's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And uh, you know, made the phone calls and gonna do it. Yeah. And then it's like, bah. oh, cool. Worldwide. Uh, that is cool. Yeah. Just from a spontaneous. Uh, Heartfelt uh, thing. That was one of the Hebrew words that we studied. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you check out Dan's sermon series at com, <laughs> that's where you'll you find You and all it. the Satan worshippers out there can check out our
3: YouTube channel and make comments. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. No, I thought it was a really neat story. Yeah, yeah that's that, cool. that is a cool story. It wasn't just some dude trying to, you know, make the next, right, you know, cut for his publisher you know yeah right
1: you know you know what's been surprising is that like I've heard a lot of stories that are kind of like that that are attached to Chris Tomlin uh-huh. and Chris Tomlin gets a gets a bad rap just because like he shows up everywhere um because I think it feels like uh, maybe there's maybe there's some jealousy in there maybe there's just a fit that this could be unbelievable but like I, I've, I've heard a lot of different stories around his songs where like he gets a tag as being just like a commercialized dude but like they're housed from cool spots I think you know? he's a genuine
3: guy surrounded by commercial people well, it's very like, likely, hey, right? So sell that one. Right. You know, and
0: so. I mean, his worship tunes are good. Yeah? I mean, I, I, I mean yeah. complain all you want, but, like, people, people love them, right? Right? They, they feel the heart of God in them, I'd and they stand for a heart of God.
1: I mean, what else do you want in yeah. a worship tune? I mean, King David's not an indie artist. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, you write a bunch of <laughs> psalms and stuff, and you're like, well, you know, that's, uh, I don't like that mainstream psalm. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's not like <laughs> King David grew up in the slums of Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he was the king putting <laughs> tunes out at the highest level. So I mean, talking so in a cave. Yeah, when you wrote that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird how that makes its way. Like, um, where we start you, as if like the more people like it, the the more we're not supposed to like it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not cool anymore. It's if the reverse. Know, it's yeah, a I mean, I mean, you can. I mean, sure. Even if the guy, even if the heart of the guy behind it wasn't good, and and like like I said, I'm not saying that about a guy like Chris Tomlin. But like, even if even if his heart wasn't good, I mean. Does it say something true about God? Like what am I gonna trace everything down to every like sinful quarter of a man's life and go like I ain't gonna celebrate this because, you know, you stole a bike from a kid when you were nine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That means you should sit my uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, we've all got stuff.
1: Yeah, alright, alright uh, And then, if I changed most of mine in the last two years Yeah, of yeah, course, Dan, Dan, Dan's, Dan's got question. that, you know, it's osmosis He's <laughs> 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 flipped it all around I just
3: can't remember what it was, well, it was yeah, big, Okay,
1: okay so, so I don't think we have anything else going on So, So like, from that uh, Mike, did you, Did you, you thought of something? Like something you legitimately changed Or something Oh, and here's the deal, in absence of Or pe- pe- perhaps in addition to Is there one thing that you've talked about changing And it just has not flipped yet Um but, but, like, it's, it's just something you really want to do.
0: Uh, okay, so I can talk about uh, a, a thing that I would, I would like to flip and then the things that I've done that have worked and the things that I've done that haven't, and while it continues to be a problem for me. Um, and it had to do with um, putting God in the right perspective and having a grateful heart for, for, the, for some things, for almost all things, right? And, like, um, and, and a lot of it stems, like, I'm just having a crappy time at my job, and I'm like, I hate, nothing really changed... I don't think, you know, but like, I just didn't, I, I was taking all this stuff in poorly. There was some outside family stuff and, and I was taking that in poorly. And, and I'm like, man, I just don't, it, it, this, sh- this shouldn't be it. Like I, I believe in a good father and I just feel like junk. And, um, and then I, my wife started getting up at like five 30 in the morning and reading her Bible and reading we talked about you guys laughing at my devotional action, which I bailed on instantly <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that that's not the one <laughs> uh, no nope. uh, but, but here's the thing uh, but but my wife started doing this and and like it was just so crazy to watch this change in this woman, like and not because because um it was anything more that she was intentionally getting up and spending time with God. The fact that it was five thirty in the morning doesn't really matter; it was set apart. Time to be with God, and she, she just would not miss it. And I'm like, uh, man, I've got, I've got to do this. I've I've got to do this. And like, I don't have to do it at five thirty in the morning, but I've got to start doing this intentionally. Like, what kind of God am I claiming to follow? And just a small about it of, of, of obedience and spending time with Him. And I just wasn't doing it. And then I did, and I uh, I pulled it off for I don't know, man, a couple weeks I think. And man, it was the best two weeks. It was just flat out awesome. Almost all, everything that I was dragging me down and I was worrying about got put in perspective. I talked to God about all the things that I was concerned with. I gave him all the things that I knew were above me. Um, I had eyes for people that I normally wouldn't have. I took situations in more correctly. All things that like, I was complaining to him about on the onset. I'm like, I cannot see this right. I don't know why I can't see what's going on here right. I can't see my actions right. I can't see their actions right. For some reason, the whole thing is just super fogged to me, and I'm not getting it. And and I I set this intentional time apart to to hang out with God and it was doing random things like I I read a, a half of a book I read Leviticus a couple times and and to, for a Bible study and I read some random stuff for some youth group crap I wanted but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't I wasn't trying to gain something I wasn't trying to plan my youth group lesson I was just planning to spend time with God and then it came it came well, if it came it came great and like. It, it it convicted me. Is 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 that was actually the fix? <laughs> it wasn't like a one problem against one problem thing. Like, here's a sin in my life. Here are the fences I need to put up. Here's a sin in my life. Here's the fences. You know what I'm saying? And like how to address individual things. Like I I had not. I I wasn't even following Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't spending any time with him at all. I'd walk around with all the facts that I knew were true and all the the stories I'd ever heard and and even my past experiences of how great God is. But like I was not actively spending any time at all praying and reading and just and and not checking a box but because i wanted to i wanted to spend time with god and i just wasn't doing it and um and i did and it was great and then i went out of town for like a week and and gone gone completely and it was a crappy week boy was i not a very nice person at all and and like it's it's the thing that i struggle with not because i want to be able to tell you that i read my bible every day i don't really care whether you know that or not right like I, I, I want to spend that set apart time with God, and I was tired of trying to fight for it and and losing. And man, it just it it makes all the difference in the world in my life when I do that. And like, it, trust me, I'm not saying it has to be done like it's not holy because you did it early in the morning before work or something. But like, I just could, I just don't have, any, I don't know when else I could do it. And so, but like that was on purpose, and it was it was difficult, and 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 because I was tired and I didn't want to get up, and I did it anyway, and like it was. It was awesome. It's very, it's, it was very, very good. Still is, right? If I do it correctly.
1: Okay, okay. So it's uh, so it's not a something we've done, something you did that uh, that you actually want. Well, it is. It is kind of. It's something you committed to, but it's something that you're having. It's hard to keep.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's hard to do consistently, and it's and it's if you're doing it for the right reasons, you don't get super down on yourself if you missed one. You know what I'm saying? Like you stayed up later, you know, or you had to go into right. work early or something. You know, you know, it's just one of those things, you know. But, but, what I will tend to do if I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, I'll be like, well, I missed one. I'm out now. Obviously, I suck. And uh, you know, I'll just avoid it completely to not have to deal with it again. Right. And and like, but instead of, of like when I missed it, I missed it almost all of last week. And and like, not only did I feel bad, like I because I I wanted to do it and I just I flat out didn't. And it was, and my life displayed it. It was it was obvious. I was not seeking God's um, heart on just about anything I was doing, and it left me to my own devices, and I've been there before, and it sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Excellent. Dan, did you land on yours? I I did, I did. Now I feel terrible.
2: <laughs> I think that was the whole point of this. So perfect. Yeah,
3: I, I feel like I should go home right now.
1: Don't,
2: Dan. Don't do it.
3: <laughs> I'm feeling sad.
2: Yeah, okay, uh,
3: at the beginning of the year at some point i had a friend of mine who is involved with the overeaters anonymous group and uh, she was talking to me she said you know what you ought to try that out because i was told eh, I'm all, you know i always make little jokes i eat too much you know uh, i love the m&ms whatever i you know lighthearted stuff And she's like no i think you really ought to check this group out like yeah okay and then then, then her husband Emails me, hey, boy, I'd like to try this out. Would you go with me? I thought, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I have attempted to proselytize myself. I know what you're after. <laughs> yes, I'll go with you and be your support. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> and, and honestly, I went in thinking, eh, you know, whatever. And, and I, I've probably gone to three or four meetings in the, in the beginning part of the year. And, and um, every time I went, I thought, this thing actually has me 100% pegged. I mean, everything about it, it was just like, oh, do you do this? Well, yeah. Yes, do you I do, do this? this? Well, yeah, but I joke about it. Do you do this? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, crap, I, I, I literally have an addiction to food. And and, um, and so I thought, before going to Africa, uh, probably five months out, I thought, I'm going to go on this pretty intense fast, basically a whole 30 thing, basically, essentially, um, where I didn't eat all this different, you know, I took all this stuff out of my diet, and I have no problem at all when I'm, when I'm fasting. And I, and I was part of the group at the time. I said, hey, here's what I'm doing. I have control of this. I, I'm obviously not an addict. I said, but we'll see when I get back from that. How I do. Uh-huh. Bomb. Um, Absolutely. Oh, absolute, oh man. I, I've been eating like like a, I don't know what, like... What, campground uh, raccoon? Uh, yes, a campground raccoon. Uh, uh, I mean... And I will sit there within a matter of five minutes and have conversations of, okay, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to have broccoli. I'm going to do this. <laughs> this is going to be great. And then I'll I'll just not even think and reach for M and M's start eating them. And then yeah. I'm like, I just ate a half a pound yeah, of M and M's. I love broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. Broccoli. Is this chocolate <laughs> broccoli? This tastes <laughs> delicious. <laughs> this, I'm like, I have, delicious I, have, I have no control. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just am. Yeah. If I don't, I have got to get control of this. And. and um, it only works when I give it to God, but I only do that temporarily. Yeah. And then I bring it back. and like, I've done that good enough. I, I should go ahead and enjoy myself now. Yeah. I, I can control it. And three weeks go by. It's like, I'm not controlling it. It's okay. I don't, you know. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, my pants are tight.
0: <laughs> Dang. I mean, tell me that that has, scenario hasn't played out in everybody's life over something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just, uh, I, 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 and, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show started. Like, you'll go... You'll go listen to a sermon and you'll be super convicted. You're like, I got, I got a, I, I get it, I get it, God, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. you're talking to me. I'm yeah. on it. Here we go. And then like, I mean, a week and a half steam is about the best I got. And then it'll just, just fade away, like it didn't. And and then you start like, maybe it's not everybody, but like just me. I'm like, how much does God really mean to me that I can hold on to this for like a week and a half? With everything I got, and then it just floats away, and I'm like, "Well, it's so hard. It's just this is tough living, <laughs> you know. I just, I not I can't you understand think of it, <laughs> why. And it's, it's, it's weird because we do do that. And so, dang, I'm with you, Dan.
2: All right, boova. All right. So I've, I've been thinking about something specific, and I don't know if this counts for what you're looking for, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because uh, I'm big. So, um. We've been doing uh, prayer rooms at Pathway for ten plus years now, is my guess. Um, and it, I, I've always kind of done the exact same thing going into them every time. Uh, we have a really cool thing. We we have this cross set up, and it, it, you know, it's actually a, a built from wood. And it it looks really cool, and the imagery of it is awesome. And it's you know back lit up or front lit up, and it, it it just it makes this this really cool moment where you can go in and you can you can stand at the foot of the cross or you can kneel at the foot of. the you lay at the foot of the cross and then they've got um, a, a shredder next to it where you can you can write out your sins and then shred that out. Right. And it's it's always been this really cool exercise for me that, you know, I felt like I've brought this stuff to the cross and I've I've shredded it up. But then I just I stay there and I kind of just like kneel or literally lay down at the cross and just feel bad the whole time. And like I'm I, I'm, I'm kind of just sitting there like, all right, Jesus, I gave this up to you. But also the imagery of what I'm looking at right now is apparently not powerful enough for me to understand that. Oh, I can walk away now because you did allow this to be taken up, and you did allow this sin to be uh, uh, paid for by your sacrifice. And this this is something I don't have to hold in guilt. I can allow myself to move on from this. And so I've I've always had trouble with the connection in those rooms. You know, I've always had trouble walking around and praying for other things because I get distracted by. Oh, man, I really got to go back to that cross because I'm still sinful in nature and I st- I'm still a terrible person. I really got to go spend more time. And I'm not actually praying at that point in time. All I'm doing is just feeling sad for myself at the foot of the cross. And I, I don't think that's the point of it. And so um, we just did a prayer room uh, just uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, uh, if that. And I-, I went in for an overnight shift. Um was planning on going in for two hours. And I was really excited about it because I was like, OK, cool. You know, I haven't done a prayer room in a long time and I'm excited to get back into this and feel it. And so I go in there and I'd signed up for a couple hours. And the first thing I do is I walk over and I turn my Pandora on onto uh, one of my worship uh, playlists. Right. My 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 uh, my worship radio. So I allow it to kind of start playing and I'm listening to it in the background. There's that cross. And so I just walk right over to it immediately, just gravitate towards it. And I stand in front of it. And I start crying and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm this terrible person that continues to come back here. You know, what am I doing? And, you know, I reach for the piece of paper and to go and write up my sins and, and drop them in the shredder. And then I stop myself because I'm like, how phony am I like how phony am I that I'm I'm being pulled in by this human imagery, but not allowing it to be powerful in, in the name of Christ. I'm only allowing it to be powerful in my own imagination. Uh, I, I'm not really giving into the fact that this does truly hold weight over my salvation. It truly holds weight over my relationship with God. You know, if I just go through the motions again where, you know, I listen to worship music and I feel bad for the next couple hours and I write down my sins and I throw them in the shredder and I just do the exact same thing I did before. Am I really doing anything? Am I actually giving this any credit or this any power, this any weight in my life? And so out of nowhere, this song comes on and I could not tell you what the song was. I could not tell you who it was by, and I don't even remember what it was. It was just a song that, like, I started laughing, and that felt weird, and, like, I'm at the foot of the cross laughing. I'm like, all right, that's definitely not the emotion I should be feeling about my murdered Savior. But I start laughing because I'm like, this is the first time in a long time that I'm not coming at this from the perspective of, oh, I'm this broken man that, like, I'm I'm reevaluating my relationship, and I'm re-putting myself towards Christ. It's like... I'm sick of the roller coaster. I'm sick of the either I'm on these super high highs after I, I, I have these moments with Jesus and then you know, something happens where I just go low again and I'm like, I'm done with the, I'm, I'm sick of that. I really want to, to allow myself to be not chained down by my sin. There's stuff here that I can be legitimately be praying for rather than actually just sitting here and feeling sorry for myself. And so I decided I wasn't going to write down a piece of paper of my sins, and I wasn't going to sit there and, and cry at the cross like I usually do because I allow myself to be whatever I think I'm doing. And so I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm actually going to experience what's here. And so I took a chair, and I, I, I had it sitting in front of the cross because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here for a while and, and feel bad. And I'm like, "I'll show me what I know about a relationship with Christ is that's not the point It's not the point to just sit there and feel terrible and feel bad about yourself. You know you allow yourself to understand that you are a sinful creature and you are uh separated from God through that sin, but you do allow yourself to not be stuck in the sin that held you back from the life you have with Christ. I am a saved man i have I have been baptized, I've given myself to Christ, and I realize that all I end up doing is going and, and just moping about my former self rather than actually living in the kingdom of Christ that is to be joyous at the fact that I have salvation and to be joyous at the fact that I have grace and mercy through Christ and his, his sacrifice and through God and his love for me. And it was the first time in 10 plus years of going to these these prayer rooms we do, these 24-7 prayer rooms, where I wasn't just sitting there moping around. I didn't eeyore my way around the, the prayer room. I allowed myself to to have fun and I never thought that was a thing because I was like, oh, I need to be reverent. I need, you know, sitting here and, and uh, doing old English monk chants and like, what am I doing? No, I'm going to have fun. And I'm literally, I'm moving this chair around to all the pieces of paper because there are pieces of paper all around this place. You know, pray for this specific thing, salvation. You know, pray for the church specifically. Pray for the church as a whole body of Christ in the world. Uh, pray for the kingdom of Christ. Pray for missionaries and all this different stuff. And so I'm moving this chair around and I actually decided that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and mope. I'm going to have an organic moment with my Savior, and I have a moment where I feel more attuned with my Father than I have in a long time. And so I'm sitting there, and I've always had this—I don't want to say jealousy or envy, but this this thought process of I wish I had a better prayer life because I hear stories about people that have you know this deep prayer life that they hear from God and they hear from God in different ways and they make huge moves in their lives because of how they pray to god and i've always felt like i was away from that now granted it's my fault but i always try and pin it on oh god why aren't you speaking to me but instead i allowed myself to kind of go all right well there's no reason why i can't have that the reason that i can't have that is me it's not god it's me getting in the way and so pops we gotta talk i I gotta figure out where this is coming from because i don't know how to talk to you like we're friends I only know how to talk to you like I'm praying over the meal that I'm ready to eat, and I'm tired of having a prayer life after ten plus years of being a follower, and and you know almost ten plus years of being more devout than I ever was in my childhood, uh, of always feeling like I'm just praying over my. What's it look like to pray where I'm truly listening and truly speaking to you, like I have a relationship with you, and so I kind of allowed myself to move away from that mopey sitting here and, and wondering why I'm not good enough and being sad for myself and, you know, oh God, I can't wait till I'm a good, good enough man to call myself anything good. I'm like, no, dude, I want to move from that. I want to move away from that and actually have a serious conversation with God where I'm allowing myself to, to be talking to the father that I know loves me unconditionally and that I love. And so about two hours later, I didn't even realize that it had been close to two hours and I, I found that there was another, that no one else signed up for the hour after me. And so the, what you do in that situation is you would call the on-call person and say, hey, you know, come in for the next hour. I don't want to be here any longer. But I was like, oh, no, I can't miss this next hour. There's too much happening right now. Like, this is, this is, this is too, too good to miss. And so I jumped on the computer and immediately signed up for the next hour and went right back to where my chair was and just resumed a conversation with God. And it was, it was the single most fulfilling moment I've had in a very long time of true closeness with God, and it was an amazing feeling. Like, I I felt this whole time, like, what have I been doing? Why have I not been doing this for 10 years? Why have I been you know, reverently, only reverently, but not even from a respectful manner just because I don't know anything else, uh, you know, praying over my food? I'm sick of that. I want a relationship with God God where I can go, all right, Pops, here's the deal. I I don't even know what's going on, but there's some serious stuff, and it was – conversational and I wasn't like sitting there with my with my eyes closed I just I was literally just looking at a wall talking but it felt close and it felt organic and it felt real and I I want to continue that I I I don't want to slip back into my dear God please let the food be healthy uh I want to truly continue my prayer life and and that closeness with God that way and 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 You know, that hasn't been something I've been working on for two years because I didn't even really know what I was doing or what I was missing. And so that was kind of my experience to where I'm like, that's what I want to chase after. I want to chase after that closeness and I want to chase after uh, that true conversational feeling in my my prayer with, with my father. You know, it was like I was talking to my earthly father for the first time in 15 or in 10 years and it felt amazing because i was close to god and i felt like i wasn't just you know dear god help all the orphans and make sure that this turkey i'm about to eat is good it was true deep conversation about you know this is what we need to be doing in in the church and and this is where i feel like i'm missing it and what can i do and you know father give me eyes that are that are that are yours to see your people and it was it was a really 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 intense experience but it wasn't something that i was just crying and mopey it was something that i was I was joyous about the fact that I finally felt like I was talking to my.
1: So it's it's interesting because, like at its core, um, I, I think if there's a continuation or a persistency in all these stories, it is actually the um, sustainment, right? Because, like the, what you just described, uh, sounds sounds awesome, right? But the but at the, at its core, it's not altogether different. Like if you're talking about highs and lows, it's a high.
2: Yeah, oh absolutely. Right? And
1: so like the difference between this being a another uh, up and down, like another um another valley uh or high and high and low, high and low, um is its sustainment. And like right. and maybe don't don't hear me saying um I think the notion of a sustained high is a is a false one in general, like even the thought that like hey, I'm I I'm high and I stay that way. But like it's the the point is is there's something um this isn't quite, quite right, the word, but, but it's like habitual about it, right? Something yeah. that persists about it where you don't end up like uh, if you think about the, the beginning of James, right? You're, you're not being tossed around by the waves. Right. There's, there's wisdom in um, consistently um, not, not, not saying that your situation changes, but that ultimately they are digested through in light of God's character um, and recognition of, of ultimately trust and faith in him through the persistence of the wa- of the waves. Right, Right? and so like either you're going to ride them, or you're going to ride on top of them wherever they go. Um, And so, uh, so I I think that's kind of the common, the common theme here is like good intentions, um, a desire for the right types of of, of kind of persistent relationship with God, where there's things that aren't constantly getting in your way or throwing you off course, Um, and the real risk of wanting something and then ultimately having it not remain. Very long after you want it even though you still Wanted it like one of the things I so I was actually teaching At the start of James and like The image that kept coming into my mind Was how many times You have um, adultery Issues of, of, of dudes and adultery And like It used to it was so preposterous to me You guys like you know I really love my family and you're like Well then why the heck what are you doing <laughs> Why the heck would you do such a thing But the truth is is that our reality Is actually that I really do love my family yet I have done this thing or I really do want if you look at the other way a sustained uh, a, a relationship with God where I'm like in in I'm spending time not because he's going to smack me if I don't but because I want to I really really want to I have a room full of genuine fellas saying I want to do XYZ in my relationship with God and we're in 10 days and i didn't do it 3 weeks right and you didn't do it and it, <laughs> and the truth is is you actually still wanted to it's true to say you wanted to and it's this it's this double this double mindedness it's 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 this paul saying i do what i don't want to do right. it's it's and it's this discipline, like there's a, there's a discipline to it where where paul talks about treating it like um like you exercise your body you exercise kind of your spiritual stuff and like um i think it's I think the mistake often is the guilt that is associated with our lack of willpower. If only I could, you know, had it in my mind or in my gut that something would persist. When the truth really is, it's a habit. There's a motion to it that says, not snooze, get up, read the Bible, right? Uh, not TV, get up, go to class, go, go, go to, the, to the group, right? Um, you know, not, not settle for... Here's my my phoned-in prayer that seems to meet to tick the boxes, but like can I get my, my head in a space where I'm actually trying to have a conversation, not trying to to fire off a thank you card. Right? Right? And so um th- the truth is is that a lot of times um I think our barrier isn't isn't the right desire, isn't the good intentions, it is simply um th- this makes it seem like it works, but it's not it's just t- it's the physical action that says I believe this um but I, I live in a fallen body, in a fallen state, and it, it will generally choose something that's not that. I have to make it. I have to control it. I have to send it this way. Um, and, and it's the combo of not doing that and then the guilt that's associated because you know that you actually want to do it um, that actually I, I, think, I think brings people to low places because it feels like it's never-ending. It's, it's a constant cycle of double-mindedness that doesn't go away.
3: I always thought that was kind of the idea behind when Paul said he beats his body daily. Yeah, you know, I always thought that that was an interesting phrase, but but that's kind of the context I've always looked at it. It's yeah, it's like no, I will make myself do this, whatever it is. Right, you know, you know and
1: we don't as much <laughs> right. <laughs> right and and, and like where we are here, here's where stuff gets mixed up is that we um i think we're pretty hard on ourselves about that um and it goes i think you run the risk of taking it the wrong, wrong direction look it's not a salvation issue because your works aren't that right um it is is it a do i get everything that flows from the promises of jesus yeah like you, you they're a gift that you take part in but part of you taking part in is to kind of to, to be in them you have to be in them. you have to walk in them um you only get uh again go, going back to the start of james right like um you the, through the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and steadfastness has its full effect that you may be perfect, complete lacking in nothing like they're they're connected it's a process of, of through which um you can't uh, the, the example i was thinking of was like you don't know that your full weight can be borne by the branch until you actually go out on the branch and then the next time you try to use the branch, you're more you're confident in it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. there's a thing there. If you never go out on the branch, you actually never actually have that confidence, even if you thought in your brain you did. And so it's it's stuff like that where um there's a physicality to our faith which isn't a surprise. Jesus walked the earth. Right? There's a physicality to our faith of which you that's you actually have joy because you actually went through things that produce steadfastness and then and you persisted instead of bailing. And so I think it's it's where all those things is sometimes we think, Well man, I, I why it shouldn't I shouldn't have to struggle so hard. I got the Holy Spirit and I'm not supposed to have to fight this. That's yes, yes you are. It does it does take that um the, the 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 only way that you can actually succeed in such a thing is because you have the holy spirit the thing that keeps coming up in your mind that says hey we really should persist in this that's the holy spirit uh it's it's your general lack of there is a will thing there is a will thing that says hey i i actually just have to do this it's it's, it's super simple i gotta not sno- snooze the deal i gotta get up and read
0: that is a little bit of a la- of a lack of 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 weight to to the way that we perceive these things right like and, and when you look back on how, what was one of the sacrifices they had in Leviticus, where it was the guy that found out that he sinned and didn't actually know about it? Yeah, and then and then he's like he produces this offering. I remember when they were talking about um, in the first half of Job, where Job would go out and do sacrifices for kids just in case they sinned while he was gone. Yeah, right. Like I mean, this is a dude and a culture that like took the weight of sin and goes, "Oh man, oh no." I I I had no idea. I, I got to get back at this thing right now. Right, you know, like these are guys that are looking at at separation from God correctly, where where you know we run the risk of, of of doling out our own grace because you know what God's looks like. You've seen God's grace before, and you're like, well, I mean, He doesn't seem all fired up about it, so there's no reason for me to get all <laughs> fired up about it. Right. I did this thing; it happened. Eh. Let's just move on. You know, it'll be fine. And
1: what was what was the, the, the in that same area of Leviticus so there's the, there's the guy who finds out about the, the 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 thing that he did was somehow defiled something holy. Like he touched something within the sanctuary that he wasn't supposed to touch or whatever and he finds out about it later on and the and the thought was that like it it has an impact beyond him. So not only did the thing happen, but there are consequences outside of just the presence of sin on your community around you. And so like the second set of sacrifices in that same one was like finding out about one of the consequences like you something happens and you're like boy i don't i don't remember doing that but shoot maybe it's tied to something i've done kind of like the job style thing and and you still do it and 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 there's there's a there's a reference for that of which um because we are living in a in a a post uh, post jesus um, dying on the cross um but we've but if if it is so that like the like the the Jews at the time like were coming from the perspective that saw all those things and knew about them and practiced them, and then post Jesus like it's hard for them to digest, but like they get the full weight of those things as we separate ourselves from like old testament story type stuff, we actually lose a little bit of our understanding of kind of the, the pow- ultimately what Jesus does and think to, and 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 uh, not not that he's asking you to bear the weight right, but it's just right perspective. On the things that are going on,
3: we've never seen life lost
1: because
3: of our actions. Right. You know, we just know. Oh, it could have been a goat or something, or yeah. Well, it was Jesus. Of course, we know, but we haven't experienced that. We haven't had to cut the throat, right? And hear the sound, and smell, and to see the mess, and and you know,
1: right?
0: If you think about the guy, like the the guy that that found about the about the unknown sin later, that's what get, it sticks with me because, like, if that if I were to explain it to myself or my kids they would go well i didn't know what did you yeah. what do you expect i mean what you want me to do something about it now i had no idea that's not my fault you know but like the guy the, the israelite goes well i didn't know well let's fix it <laughs> right. i can't i can't have this i you know I, I i no way where i would just flat out just Give myself the grace of going. Oh, I didn't know. So that's not my fault, right? That's and, not my and, problem.
1: And not only do I like I didn't know, but it's it's probably been a while. It's been three months. Why would I bring it up? Like I, there's no reason to say it to anybody. It's, it's what's gone is gone. I don't see any consequences around here. Maybe we just continue. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, lest there be consequences. Like th- th- their thought was like everything has consequences. There's consequence right. to sin in life, and so something must be done. And again, it's 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 not pointing to say. What you you're, you can you can work your way out of salvation there, but it's just it's, there's like a core reaction that says I care about this. This means something to me. It means something to have separated or offended God or or, or um, uh, offended His holiness. It means something to me that my sin impacts my community around me. Um, if there is something that can't like the, there's there's two caveats to that sacrifice. There's one that's like you if there's a restitution plus like a fifth. So, like, try to set things right to the extent that you can, and then there's an acknowledgement that you separated yourself from God, or that you've infringed upon His holiness. And then here's what God, how God has allowed that for that to be dealt with. And maybe God is handling, like, God is handling the thing with Jesus that handles that, that like, second half of it. But like, even the concept that says, "Shoot, man, I, I just don't want to be part of that." <laughs> so, so maybe that's what I'm saying is like some of the things are
0: is our double mindedness, right? But like, if we, if, it's not like I accidentally, I accidentally kill people. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I accidentally steal from the store. I don't yeah. do any of those things because it's important to me that I don't kill people and I don't steal from the store. <laughs> so how does the same thing come true when I say, look, I want to have set apart time with God? It don't have the same weight to me. And right. and like, that's yeah. a problem to me. Yeah. Not, not, you know, do you get what I'm saying? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, there are things in my life <laughs> yeah. that I've put that, I've thrown that gauntlet down. And so why not this? Is it really that important to me? And that's when I go, it should be. <laughs> it should be.
1: Yeah, yeah okay, and so mine mine was um mine's very similar it's it's um it's t- it's time with God. it was um time in prayer um time in in study that was not specifically for something that I'm going to teach or, or something, but um just just soaking in God's word um and like I, I i cannot I cannot begin to to say how disappointed I am often in myself that's that where I look over and say, nope, not going to do it today. I'm not going to get up this morning." You know, here's the deal. I make it to work on time. Yeah, right. I mean, relatively. I ate breakfast. <laughs> That's right. And that was know. important to me. <laughs> right, right. I found a way. Like, I, I call in. I get my. I get my, all my work done. And and sometimes, like, uh, if I can't get all my work done during the day, I'll work a little bit at night to make sure it all gets tucked up. Um, I d- 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 like Dan. We share this, right? Like, you teach every Sunday. It's coming. You never yeah. show up and be like, you know what? Just didn't get it done. Yeah. It may not be its best, but like right, I mean, right. you saying something. Yeah, yeah. And you see, so thinking to yourself, like, I have a sense of things. Things should get done and figure out a way to do them. And then the things that I know to care about, uh, I just they just pass. And like, and, and, and you're right. Like, I have a positive experience around them. Like, if I can get them in, if I can do them for a number of weeks, you're like, yes, yes, I'm feeling great. And it's not because just because it feels great. It's just because it's the so, like. It's, it's because it is great. It is good. Yeah. It's, it's right now. Yeah. It's right yeah. and, and, and and you and you just can't, you just can't persist. And it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Even my
3: little food thing. I, I'll eat healthy for a couple of weeks. I think, man, I feel good. Uh, every you know, everything's just firing. It's like why don't why don't you do this? Right? Why don't you live this way? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm never gonna get that you know bogged down again. Then I'm like, oh, those M Ms look good. Right.
1: And you, you find yourself walking somewhere, and you've and you've gone through the Burger King line, and you're like, what yeah. in the heck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll go four years and not do fast food. Then I'll have like every day for for two. I'm like, what? what happened? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, and I feel terrible. I was so I was.
1: <laughs> I've been running like uh, I've, I got. I'm doing a 5K on for, on this coming week, cool and so like I've been running and kind of training and trying to do better. And like part of that is to eat better, uh-huh. um, because he, I, the, the thought of running off calories and then wasting them, eating a cheeseburger or something irritates me because I hate running, mm-hmm. and so like it's not worth it to me. And so I so I drove up to Minneapolis this week for work, and and I was hungry and I stopped. I think the Chick fil A, and I was going to like I'll eat the Chick fil A on the way up, and then I got halfway up. Minneapolis, it's like 8 o'clock, and I'm like, shoot, I'm hungry again. And I find myself, stop, I stopped at the Starbucks, so I was like, I'll get something to drink. You know what's by the Starbucks? An Arby's. I stop at the Arby's. I order a full meal at the Arby's. <laughs> and, like, I was driving out of the drive-thru, and I thought, this is ridiculous. Don't eat it. You don't have to eat this. Yeah. Waste the eight bucks. Who cares? Throw it away. This, you already went to the Chick-fil-A. And you you already
0: went to the Chick-fil-A. And, <laughs> and, I, and here's
1: the deal, and I got a soda from the Chick-fil-A, and I, don't, I stopped drinking pop. And oh. so, and you know, what I, you know what I got from the Arby's? Break another round of pop. <laughs> After I had bought a tea from the Starbucks. And, like, and I'm looking, I'm like, this is preposterous. And sure enough, half an hour later, I'm reaching in the bag and I'm oh, kind of eating morning. half the thing. And I thought, what is the matter with you? Throw yeah. it out the window. And nope, nope, just one more bite. And I thought, I just, ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. It is. Childish. <laughs>
0: I I have the same, mine sounds terrible, but I have the same problem with cigarettes, right? Like, right. I, I'll go I'll go months without smoking, and 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 like and then some d- random dude will be like, hey, man, you want to smoke? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> Free of charge. I wouldn't I want to? smoke. Not going through the bank account, so I'll I explain that. it to my wife later. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it sounds great. Do you have a lighter? You know I keep one in my truck just in case this kind of thing happens. <laughs> And then I'll smoke it. I'm like, this is terrible. I what don't even like man this. man I am. <laughs> except he's still rambling on. And he's like, another one? I'm like, yeah. Well. I'm already in. We're doing it up out here. What, do we want <laughs> me to bail on the dudeness? No.
1: Oh, this man. He, and here's the Losers. deal. There's there's not a solution to this okay, except for, like, pull it together.
0: I have to caveat this story because okay. I had gone two months without smoking one time. And I was, uh-huh. I was super excited because I'm like, I, 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 this is fine. And then I'm pulling out to go. I'm going out of town for a week with the boys. And. I, there's a pack of unopened cigarettes on the side of the road. What? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. What could have happened? Who would throw out a whole pack of cigarettes? Probably a guy who's just fed up and wants to quit now. Yeah. And it chucks them. I'm like, just for my gain. <laughs> so I pull over and I pick them up and I'm like, light 100s. Gross. Gross cigarettes. And I think I'm going to take them with me. So I drive them all the way into Altoona. I'm, I'm, I'm just about ready to get in this rental car and we're going to head for Kansas. And I pull these cigarettes out and I looked at the guy with me and I go, Andrew found these cigarettes on the side of the road. I'm going to pick them up and smoke them. How does that ring to you? And he goes, either really great or super foolish. I'm like, it's foolish. I'm going to the garbage can. I'm going to throw these in there, and then this car is going to leave directly. And we're not buying cigarettes, you understand me? And he goes, I'm with you. So I ran over, I chucked them in the dumpster. And I'm like, yeah, take that. And the guy looks at me and goes, well, that was stupid. That's like eight bucks worth of cigarettes. I'd have,
1: I'd have smoked them. I'm like, Oh no, Dang it. <laughs> Stupid Andrew. <laughs> uh... All right. But, uh, well, here's the deal. Maybe if you've got, you got a story, um, um, I don't know, just something you like to share and you like get off your chest and you want, you know, the four guys in this room and probably two people that listen to take it in, give us a call on the complaint line.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 515-517-0085. You can call or text 515-517-0085. It's a life from the path complaint line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. Uh, wait, so so where'd you land on, Mike? You have, uh, did you have some uh, advice? No. Okay. It's out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. I can't be trusted. Actually, so, here's my advice for the next 10 days. Then flub it off.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the last seven years of this show. Yeah. yeah. It's so, for a while, anyway. So, this is, uh, this is weird because it's, it's going to
1: sound, um, I think there's a middle in here somewhere between what Buva was talking about and what I'm about to say. But having gone through Leviticus uh, or in the process of, like, one of the things that struck me was um, I have no sense of reverence. I have no sense of a holy God. Um, and, and, and some of that is because we talk about uh, relationship. Uh, I, want a, I want a relationship, not a religion. We talked about that a, a couple months ago, how I've, I've, it's probably dangerous, um, because there are there are things that God has actually put in place so that you maintain a right relationship with him, and that, in, that involves actions and stuff. Um, but if you think about even his concept of protecting holiness right like you had to be a certain person and like things were um sometimes this gets confusing but if you look in leviticus it's talking about um common things um unclean things um and then you have holy things and like common is not bad it's just not holy right so like something had to you had to do something you had to to uh, sanctify something or um so that it could be considered holy that's how common goes to holy and then holy doesn't cross with unclean that's when death happens that's when those two things can't be in the presence. Unclean can may be made clean, which is still common, but it's not implicitly holy. Right. So like there's a transition to those things. But like it was just distinction that God is making. Like, look, this is the this is where God dwells. You can't just bring anything in here. You can't be in any state when you walk in. Um and Jesus breaks down those barriers, but I'm I'm not sure we're supposed to walk away with the thought that God is still not holy. <laughs> right.
4: Right? And right.
1: and it's not that you can't approach him, but like there's just um I I I think part of how I have perhaps gone about thinking about relationship has in some way elevated me and reduced God. And I think that's a mistake. And so I'm, I'm trying to find a a right way. uh, I'm working towards a right way to think about what does it mean to have a father like relationship with the Holy God by still respecting that he is a Holy God. And like, uh, this is going to be, a little bit uh, lacking taste, but I, but this is the example that kept popping in my mind. Is like I pray on the on the toilet all the time, <laughs> right? And some of it's because like whatever I'm there, maybe I got a nervous stomach. I'm like, Lord, I, I just need your help here. Like, this is rough. This is rough times. And I think to myself, like, I ah, you know, there people got chucked from the camp for a week <laughs> for 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 doing such a thing at times, and like uh, I'm on it. And it's going on. I'm like, Lord, I'm going This is this is my dedicated time. Yeah, I got you. some free time. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I give you my. I'm best. not doing anything else. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't uh, I couldn't get up early in the morning to do it, so I can fit you in in this three and a half. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so like, I mean, I'm not even sure that you. I'm not sure, but but that was the first thing that kept popping in mind. is that, like that's what I'm offering. I like I'm I don't know. I that don't seem right to me. It yeah. seems like there's
3: it lacks a sense of a holy God. I've thought that before. I've started praying, that I stopped. So, okay, God, I'm gonna give you some in
2: a few minutes. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Let's let's right? let's wait. <laughs> I wouldn't offer that communication to a stranger, let alone a reverent God that I, I'm I'm trying to keep holy.
1: That's yeah. what I'm saying. And so like even like uh, but but put uh, Paul's pray without ceasing and it, it seems right, but like it's <laughs> that's not I'm not sure that's what he's getting at. Right? That's not what he's getting at. And so, um, anyway, that, that's uh, one of my takeaways, um, is just um, trying to um, reclaim that what was always been true, is that God is a holy God, yeah. even in the presence of um, a God the Father, a caring, a loving, merciful, yeah. b- riches in, in, in grace, God the Father
3: there's little things just ingrained in me that, that, I, I, that you, you, you know, you have to be careful on this stuff, because you can cross the line and become legalistic with yes. it, and, you, you know, and, yep. and so I guess I never have, to my, to my knowledge, like, I don't care if anybody else does it, or you know, kick myself if I don't, but, but like, if, like in, in prayer, if, yep. I, if I'm, like, kind of, back and some people, I just, like, I've tried to say, like, in my heart, I, I know, logically, I can say, yeah right, but I, I just feel like I have to kind of like get in more of a posture. Yeah, you, you know, so I'll always like kind of lean forward and like just kind of you know, get everything out and, and and you know, just because he's a holy guy. Yeah yeah you, right. You know, I, I can't just go flippantly to yeah whatever, you know. well uh, I'll get to you. You know, I mean yeah. yeah hey it, man, it, what's it, with the cigarettes, <laughs> Dad? Sorry. I mean, you know, I was trying to be relaxed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. So if you're if you're only listening to the audio, you missed. The- the the Dan smoke uh, the smoke signal that's like, my only shot he's taking <laughs> yeah. it easy dragging a butt <laughs> yeah. and praying to the Lord like
3: those street ruffians Mike and his <laughs> friends smoking it up outside but even like in in, in like a sermon notes I, I always make sure it's capitalized yeah it yeah yeah that. I mean like ah uh, i mean no who's gonna see it but me you know and nobody cares but it's like i can't and and then i'm really weird this way like if i misspell it actually i'm typing too fast I'll, I'll erase the whole word like christ make sure i start over like no you deserve and that's just weird I And mean, i don't care if anybody else does it but it's just like you're god you know yeah. you're holy and yeah. you know the priest describes the used to use the pen once and then put it uh, you know and 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 once they so you that Yahweh, you know. Yep. And it's like surely on a on a keyboard, I can just make sure I've started fresh, and it's just little things like like that. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know.
0: I'm just saying is I think that's legit. I think a, a lot of the a lot of the the situations that we un, end up in, and even our lack of, of of being able to hold something on for ten minutes or for ten days, is like. Here's what I know is true. If I steal from that store, they're going to find me and arrest me. I, I I know that's true, right? If I separate separate myself from God. I don't know that I actually feel that consequence to the extent that I should. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't miss that gap and it's either because I was never close enough to begin with, that I never actually noticed that I was that it was far away, you know, or like like we will say that God t- that 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 Jesus took that punishment from us. Yeah, he took our eternal punishment, right? But like at the closeness that I feel to my father, that should be really noticeable. And like when I can go through a, a day and go, "Man, I don't I, can, I don't know what I did." I don't feel like I, I I I didn't separate myself at all from God. I'm just kind of eh. Well, I mean, I feel like I wasn't close enough to begin with. And so like we should we should notice that and 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 so I think it's a it's a reverence thing, it's a weight thing, it's a proportion thing and like I'm with you. Right? Like you misspelled you I'm start over. I Here we go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is for you. This is this is <laughs> on like, purpose. Yeah. <laughs> when I write your name, it's on purpose. Yeah, and I mean yeah. to say it. It's a god in it's using God's name in vain. Right, like I don't misspell it. I don't. I don't quote it inaccurately. I don't say the wrong thing. and When I write it, I write it on purpose and I write it right. <laughs> right. That's that means something. It's something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. You
0: got time for one, one or two advices? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I think we do.
0: Okay. Here we go. Dare lie from the path. My best friend of forty years and her boyfriend live several states away from my husband and me. Every winter, she and her friend expect to come to our home for a week. We simply can no longer do this. Her friend is a nice guy. But after a few days, we can hardly stand it. He talks constantly and knows everything about everything. Mm-hmm. How can I politely tell my friend that we can't accommodate them anymore without hurting her feelings and maybe ending our friendship?
4: You're a terrible friend. I mean, suck it up.
2: A what, one week a year?
0: Yeah. I mean, Dan, are you doing a minute good?
2: I, I mean, mean, I mean it's, it's just... Maybe suggest that you go a little less time than a full week.
3: Maybe you tell
0: him Compromise? to shut up.
2: Stop talking all the time. I mean, you're too okay, much. so I, I'm I'm, I'm both-sided on this because I want to say, hey, be a better friend and be be understanding and loving, but at the same point in time, totally have friends like this that I would not want to spend more than one or two. Even if you've been friends for 40 years, I just go, ah, you should just show
1: up. I mean, up. if you've been friends for 40 years, is it that hard to say, look, you're an insufferable... That's term. what I was just about to say. Like, <laughs>
2: it's it's the, the
1: friend's boyfriend.
2: Though. One side but is the, saying, hey, man, be nice and loving and understanding and just say, yeah, I'd like to see you. But the other side of it also is... You've been friends for forty years. Just tell him to shut up. Well,
1: so Dan, but isn't the sense that like um, that the boyfriend's been coming for a long time? That's Does, what I got. Doesn't it sound like that?
3: Not not like forty years, though. I
0: mean, oh well, yeah, oh, sure. But like,
1: I mean, even if it's five, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, it's, right, right. it's been a couple of years. coming
0: long enough to be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Every winter, she and her friend expect
2: to come to our house for a week. So I mean, it's, it's been a while. Okay. If if you if you would like to be passive about it, you can just say, "Hey." You want to come for, for, like, a couple of days. We, we can't really accommodate a full week of hanging out, but we can do a couple of days this year. Or you can go head on hey, on it and just hey, say, hey, your boyfriend sucks. And after yeah, a couple of days, he really, yeah, does, does really, really, really this sucks. this man
0: come to your place and babble on and be, uh, you know, uh, uh, that he knows everything for a week <laughs> Is that you being a nice person? Is that our definition? No. A nice person tolerates a guy who fake. doesn't shut up for a week and says, you get 52 weeks a year to do good things with them as the Lord has designed, uh-huh. and you're going to devote one to this yab-it-all.
3: <laughs> I, 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 I have a friend who, who sounds kind of like how this person is. Right? It used me. to drive me insane. Uh-huh. Right? I used to be like on sandpaper when I was around this individual. And at some point I had to tell myself, who the heck do I think I am? That's just who he is. That's just his personality, That's right? Crazy. I mean, is it annoying? Yes, you know. Uh, uh, and and so I've learned to enjoy and value the time I'm with this person, which isn't all that often. But but when I am, I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to enjoy this person. Um, and, and that has made my life much more relaxing because I'm not, you know, getting in the car. Can you believe that? Okay, so let me ask you this: Let's say that your entire year is filled with
0: these people. There's 52 <laughs> separate couples. All of them have. <laughs> have a never-ending yab at all with them. And, and you, and to be a nice guy, you tolerate this. This is your whole life now. How much can you are You made, gonna, dang, made to stand? right? Is there, any, is there any room to say, hey, look, uh, I, you, I, I can't be around you for a week. I love you. Jesus hung out Don't with Peter. Up, yeah, for a small amount of time. <laughs> he is, mean, for
1: three years. He escaped to pray a lot.
0: Yeah, he also <laughs> sent him out with the 72. I'm not yeah, saying you can't, can't have a
1: hobby. I can't take you anymore.
0: <laughs> he yeah, hung out with and, Judas. I, so, I Here's the thing is What I'm concerned with Is sometimes we replace Like this weird Phony version of nicety Right With lies You're lying You don't like him <laughs> right? right You don't like the man You can still Love him from afar Just because you don't want him Staying at your house for a week Doesn't mean you don't love him It just means you don't want him In your house for a week Or I think that's reasonable
2: I think you can lovingly Have the conversation of Hey You have one of the most Unlikable qualities In a human being Yeah Which is You know something Or everything About everything Stop being a friggin' Cliff Clavin just, hey, maybe you should shut up and take in the room for every once in a while and yeah. just not say everything. I think you can be loving and correcting.
4: Okay, okay.
0: Here's, here's what I think. Uh, I think that. Oh, great. Ben knows everything. Go ahead, yeah. Ben. Yeah, nice hey, again. Ben.
1: You have the most unlikely. No. <laughs> here's what I think. Here's <laughs> what I think of you guys. <laughs> um, so I, the, the, there has to be a context to how they've had an interaction so far. Like if you've. Some, I think, uh, to, to Dan's point, if, if you've done this year over year and you've never said anything, then I think that's a, that you've not given the guy a chance to do anything differently. Right? Maybe he thinks he's entertaining. Maybe he thinks the people enjoy that type of thing. People are often deceived. Great. So he's also a loud talker and deft, and he can't seem to pick up on the roof. Most people are. like um, uh, People who, who act a certain way, in fact, i got got my, my middle kid, well, she's not middle anymore. I got four kids. So the top middle. <laughs> um, she finds herself hilarious. And there are times when she is not hilarious at all. But she actually does not know that. Like she says something's ridiculous and you're like, that's not funny. And, but she's laughing. And, like, like, and so, like, we have a conversation that says, look, you're saying that because you want people to laugh, because you, you think it's funny. She's like, yeah. And I said, but I'm telling you that it's not funny. You should react to that. <laughs> right. So you have the ability to say, look if, if you if you if you not funny and when you think you're funny, I you would like to know. <laughs> so yeah. you don't keep telling the same joke all the time. And so so I mean I think there's an element of that um where like if you've not been honest in a kind way with someone and given them a chance to do anything different, then I, I hold the blame to you. If you've attempted to try to influence this and like they simply are not making any headway, um then I think it's completely within your within your scope to be like, hey, you know what, no, we just we're not gonna put you up. What this if year. you
0: just don't want him there? Let's say let's take the excuses out of it. Let's just say that like, he's a nice guy, but you're like, look, I just I don't want to house people for a week. I just don't
1: want I to I mean you're gonna save him twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm a mean, condo. I'm not their travel agent,
0: nor am I their banker. I just I don't want you staying in my house for a week. I just don't want it. No, I I have no good excuse. I flat out just don't want to house somebody for a week at my house. I place. mean,
1: who is your neighbor, Mike?
0: Yeah, not them. They ain't stayed in my place. They live two <laughs> states away. You're using me as a boarding facility.
1: <laughs> uh, I no. I mean, I, I mean, there's there's so an, anybody be, you able come be to your house whole, yeah. at any time. I'm just saying, where's the personal line here? Like,
0: like it sounds extreme to say, hey. You know, it's ridiculous not to let this guy stay here for one week a year. Except for, let's say, you travel for work for like six months out of the year. And then there's a bunch of stuff going on at your house, and your neighborhood's busy. And there's all kinds of things going on at your place. And and, and we just hear the part where one guy wants to come stay a week, not that big of a deal. Nah, yeah, th- there's I mean, a million other things going th- at your that's, place. That's
1: true. I think uh, I, I've presented a false equivalence. Um, the point of the love-your-neighbor story isn't a first-world problem in which you want to save a, uh, a few hundred bucks on yeah, a that's hotel. Right. Right, that's actually caring for people.
0: Tell that. Tell you what, if he loves you that much, tell him to, to get a hotel close to you and stop by for dinner, or take you out to a restaurant or something. But no, we're best friends because you get to sleep at my place for a week free of charge.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's the implicit thing. I don't think you always have to to board everybody.
0: I guess I'm saying this is not a thing. They're making it a thing. It's just tell them they
2: can't. You don't want them there. I just don't want you over here. However, in the interest of advice, there will be consequences to do. Yeah let say, well, I don't want to be your friend. Quick. Yeah, exactly. There's a chance your 40-year friend is going to go, wow, you're kind of a schmuck. Yeah. You're and you have to deal with the consequences of that, and if that's something you're willing to yeah. part with, yeah, yeah, take the advice of, hey, I don't want you here. Hey, you don't get to
0: guilt me into having whatever you want just Agreed. because otherwise you ain't going to be my friend. Yeah. Let me stay at your place I- for
2: free or we're not friends. I don't think there's an easy way to let your friend down. I'll do uh, it. If that's the... I write it down right now. No, I, hold on, Mike. You'll do it, you'll but I don't my think my it's going to be the easy way to do it. I, I think it's going to be the abrasive. The don't ignore my phone call. Yes, some people
3: don't know they're funny. Hey, hey, it's
0: some people Booba.
2: don't know yes. they're rude. Yes, Boova. Hey,
0: Boova. Hey, Booba, It's Mike. I know you got that vacation planned at my
2: place in a yeah, couple I'm weeks. Yeah, I'm excited about that next month. Can't do it, Brosiv. Oh, <laughs> what? What's going on? Yeah, it's just not the right time for you to be at my place. Okay, is there another time I can can come out there then? We can reschedule. It's not looking good. Oh, no. Just. Just gen- in general, not looking good.
0: Yeah, just not the right time for my family. You know how it is.
2: Oh no. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll we'll cancel then. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Are we still friends? Oh, absolutely not. No. Oh, great. All right. Bye. <laughs> Canceling everything. Yeah. Done.
3: <laughs> hey man, I totally fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Christmas, Christmas. I'm not allowing you to win that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hugs and kisses. Use that's words right. like Broseph. <laughs>
1: People like that. Except, Mike, you were lying. You kept saying it's not the right time. But yeah, that's really, why I asked, is there a better time? Everything, like there never is a right time. That's
2: not the question <laughs> they were asked. In that situation, you're you're the same guy that says, like, if I were to invite you to my wedding, you go, hey, when is it? And then as I'm saying the date, you go, ah, oh, I'll bring it. probably be there. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, oh, can't make it. I didn't even tell you the date yet. Yeah, not, not gonna not going to make it. No, yeah, not a priority. That I Saturday did? is not a thing for me. Oh, How it's on you? a Sunday. I did not tell a lie.
0: He said, "Blah blah, blah I said it's not the right time.
1: That's the truth. When would be a good time?
2: It's yeah.
0: not a good time. It's not going to happen. There.
1: I mean, that's semantics. All right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Let's see. How, see how, I, we've not helped. Go ahead, Mike. Secular says. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Try this, period. When your old friend mentions coming to visit, tell her you aren't up to having house guests. <laughs> if she asks why, and she probably will, say you're not as young as you used to be. It's true. <laughs> Neither am I. Tell her you can accommodate them for a weekend. If that doesn't work, say your husband isn't up for it either. Also true. However, if neither excuse uh, works, you may have to choose between telling your friend the truth and fibbing by saying you plan to be out of
2: town. Yeah, lie to him. (laughs) What what the heck? Be passive and pansy (laughs) and lie to your best friend and say, well, technically it's true if I say I don't want you here, but I don't want to say that specifically with my husband and if those don't work just lie.
1: I mean that's someone you that's something you tell the the, the Mormon attention. when he's trying to schedule a time to come back.
2: Yeah, not That's something like, you tell your 40 year old. That's like friend. lying to the housekeeper at the hotel you're at that you oh you just you don't need to come in here today. It's not dirty at all. Oh yes it is.
1: Yeah.
2: What? I don't I do don't that. I, I always, also don't do that. <laughs> I always let him in. <laughs> Clean this hey, place up. Hey, man, here's, <laughs> the deal. here's the deal. I spent months in hotels. They get to know your name and they know which clothes are yours and all this different <laughs> stuff. It, it gets weird after a while cuz they're like, "Hey, you live like this always? It's <laughs> like no, Esmeralda. I see you like this. not live this way always. Actually, so I had that,
1: ex- that similar experience when I was in the the Philippines for yep. 6 weeks. I had a hard, very hard time sleeping and so like I was constant like I took all the blankets off the bed <laughs> and I would sleep on the floor or sleep on the couch. And like this is a king bed in a nice hotel and I'm I'm pretty sure they would come into the room the next day and I'm like what is going on in here? Yep. Why yeah. are they all get, these blankets torn to They get very asunder?
2: confused by your uh, your uh, your habits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one more. Ready? Yeah, one, yep.
0: Dare lie from the path? I recently received an invitation to a dear friend's grandson's fifth birthday party. In lieu of gifts, donations were requested to a choice of politically affiliated charitable organizations. What? I cannot, in good conscience, support any of them. Uh-huh. What's the appropriate course of action here? Must I give the child a gift anyway, or just stay away from the party? I really don't want to get into any political discussions with either the parents or the grandparents. I think there would be hurt feelings if I don't show up. What?
2: kind of terrible parent is saying instead of giving my child and or grandchild a present, make certain that you make a charitable donation to a politically affiliated charity. Yeah. Right.
1: In lieu of gifts, please support Bernie Sanders' campaign? I mean is, <laughs> exactly. is that the
2: notion? In lieu of gifts, please make certain that you give a sizable donation to Planned Parenthood for my for little Johnny's fifth birthday party. I know where the unhappiest kid on the block lives. Right, exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: Johnny's definitely a left-wing <laughs> activist, so he's asked specifically.
3: What? Yes, assuming it's uh, of, of a political persuasion opposite of mine, I, I, I'm positive, I'm 100% sure I would probably make a larger-than-normal donation to the party of my choice <laughs> and bring that over and do it in their name and yeah. say, uh, you're not going to tell me who to give my politic money to. So You know,
0: Dan, you seem to have flipped a, co- a coin here because the... <laughs> The previous answer, you were like, yeah, this is politics, a change my within me,
3: and I can just tolerate them, and I'm a right. happier that's person. people. There's people, and there's politics. <laughs> when people are trying to force their politics on me, it's like, no, yeah. no, no. So you respond in kind and make a donation in their
0: to name. To the too. opposition. <laughs> yes, Their phone number <laughs> the and Facebook cell phone, says, phone number.
2: <laughs> email. Yep. You're consistent. You're good. I, I like your ways, yeah, You guys then. are very pro-choice. Well, here's pro-life. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan brings it hard uh, with a right-wing hit. Tell me
1: that's what I would do. I mean, that's Dan is right. Here's the deal. That is, that, that has, that is tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> that is a tasteless offer. Are you talking about offer. what Dan's doing? <laughs> or it was or equally birthday. tasteless.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the Both. Or, or having a politically Dan, <laughs> affiliated birthday party for your five-year-old.
1: Dan <laughs> had the opportunity to choose peace, yes. and he said, you know what? Sometimes making peace <laughs> is starting war. <laughs> and I would bring my child in a...
3: Kavanaugh shirt. (laughs) Is that his name? So spelled
0: wrong, like a Russian
3: Kavanaugh.
0: (laughs) KGB (laughs) members (laughs) trying to
2: go for politics.
1: You probably have a better shot of them liking him. Anyway, so so here's the thing. Yeah, that I mean, you have there's all kinds of things about this that are weird. One, who Mike, think about your. Would you invite a friends? Is a friends grandma and parent? Yeah. I mean that really seems off, uh, off board. Yeah. And like if it's if it's distance enough that you would re- request a political donation and not expect someone to buy to legitimately buy a present because you if it was like a, a person in my family you cannot talk me out of it.
2: Yeah, right.
3: Are uh, you friends with the Kennedys? What
0: is this?
2: Yeah, this well, sounds <laughs> weird.
3: <laughs> Can I wear my that's Make America Great. Yeah. again? I don't think I
2: have any relationships, and I, I'm I'm putting myself about 20 years in in the future where I'm going to have grandkids. I can't imagine any of my friends going to them and going, hey. You want to go to my grandchild's fifth birthday party with me? What? No, 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 no! Will absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. No, there'll be political activism. Ah, I'm a pass. We're gonna In teach little Johnny how to pick it.
1: It's gonna be oh, great. No. We're
2: gonna make signs and like, march on Washington. It's yeah. Be awesome. I, I, so here's
1: I would I would not go to the party at all, and I would spend that dedicated time praying for this poor fellow, regardless <laughs> of spiritual. the p- political persuasion. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Let some, your
2: child be a child, you weirdo. That is goofy.
3: We serve a hierarchy.
2: Your five-year-old is going into kindergarten to learn about shapes and colors, and you're sitting here trying to have political donations.
0: I think, yeah. Actual actual answer, I would just throw the invitation away and be done with it. Right? I, I don't know that I'd interact with it. I'd just be like, this is yeah.
2: ridiculous. Here's hey, the deal. you come to my grandson's birthday party? No.
1: Nope. Yeah. So here's the deal. Sometimes, like, sometimes we say, man, how do we navigate these waters? But when those waters are a sewer lagoon, you just... <laughs> You just don't you go stay in. stay away from <laughs> the waters. There's no, you know what? You don't need to know how to navigate. You just stay on the shore. That's right.
0: You outfox them just like Noah did in the flood. <laughs> I built a boat. Good luck. <laughs> I'm <laughs> predicting
1: our complaint line will be filled today. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, 515-517-0085, Life of the Path, call or text the complaint line. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, you want to see what Secular says? I, I can't.
2: Is? Hold on. I can't oh wait. Heck.
0: Okay. Secular says, What a shame that a child's party was used as an excuse for a political fundraiser. I can't imagine any five-year-old being thrilled to receive a political donation as a birthday gift. <laughs> However, because the child is the grandson of a dear friend, I do think a gift is in order. Make it something a five-year-old will enjoy. Have it delivered and find an excuse not to attend if you feel it will devolve into something you prefer to avoid. Hurt feelings or not, you are not obligated to go to the party. How do you shop for a
2: kid that has a political leanings at 5 years old <laughs> You get them a Bernie, Bernie Sanders pit.
1: Oh, man, I've, I thought of a number of... Very high quality Bernie Sanders supporting shirts like that I thought would sell. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't do it. Anyway, it's a good story, Ben. Take <laughs> right on. Man, <laughs> I feel like 515 85 with all your best Bernie Sanders toys or whatever Ben It will be a good, a good shirt. Okay. I mean, what, what, what do you think? Buy the gift anyway? Send it?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: No. Stay away from this whole family. You don't even know that kid. You're going to buy him a a bland five-year-old gift?
2: You got 10 bucks, buy him a present. Here's a football.
0: Just stay. You don't know the kid. Why are you buying gifts for people you don't even know? More phoniness. Because I'm a loving person. Phony friendships all over. Because I'm a loving person, Mike. No, you're not. You're a big, fat phony. (laughs) You don't buy gifts
1: for kids you don't know. Unless don't they me. don't have gifts from anybody That's else. true. You, you don't know me.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, you've been listening live from the path. A big thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hey, man, here's the deal. Although we've labeled the complete line because that is the most logical use of it. Uh, if you've got other things, like uh, maybe you need some advice, maybe you got some stuff you want to talk about that you'd like us to discuss uh, or whatever, yeah, use that line, 515-517-0085. And uh, we'd love to get to that. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we got going on. So we will see you next, uh, possibly next week, maybe the week after. We'll see how things shake out. In the meantime, be faithful in means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.